0: Good morning and welcome to Mornings on Main Street for this Tuesday, the 29th of August. I'm your host, Stephanie Miller. Thanks so much for joining us today. I am so glad you're here. Coming up, I'm taking you inside of the Dow Street Community Music School, now open here in Murfreesboro. We're going to share with you the classes offered as well as the age range. I cannot wait for you to hear this. After that, Tom Atkinson is taking us back to the Lodge Museum, of cast iron in our Tennessee Traveler segment. Stick with us for that, because if you have not made a trip to this museum, I'm telling you, you want to make a visit. Where else can you find the largest cast iron skillet out there? After that, we hear about the 12th forum for community members in the Nashville, Davidson County area put on by Transit Alliance of Middle Tennessee. You get to share your frustrations and troubles with mobility throughout the Nashville, Davidson County area, and they are listening. But first, let's get a check of our headlines and what you can find at Main Street TN.com. 60 body worn cameras will soon outfit all patrol, criminal and civil warrants deputies with the Wilson County Sheriff's Office. The approved five-year agreement with Arizona-based AXON will also provide training and support for the cameras. For more, go to MainStreetMediaTN.com. Bleachers are a cause for concern at four Sumner County high schools. This comes after the collapse of a set of bleachers at Beach High School and the impending removal of sections of bleachers from three other Sumner County high school stadiums. Read the engineers' recommendations by visiting our website and clicking on the Cheatham County Exchange. Smyrna, Riverdale, and Oakland High Schools will all see building additions. The additions will expand the capacity of each school to 2,500 students. How the school expansions will help the school district and when work will be completed can be found at our website, MainStreetMediaTN.com. Now let's get a check of the forecast with the team over at Tennessee Valley Weather.
1: From the Tennessee Valley Weather Center, this is your Weather Today.
2: Good Tuesday morning, I'm Kelly Rawson here in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center with a check at your forecast for the rest of today and we are going to hold on to a little bit of cloud cover once again for today just like yesterday and we do have a chance for a few showers and storms but overall it's not going to be a washout of a day by any means. As we progress throughout the day we will start in the 60s make it up into the upper 70s to lower 80s again just some spotty showers here in southern middle Tennessee and we're going to hold on to a little bit of cloud cover as we head throughout the the rest of the day, but we will see some breaks in the clouds heading into this afternoon. And I think the shower activity, at least for southern Middle Tennessee, will probably be over before dinner time. And then heading into the rest of the evening, we dry out and those clouds, move on out of here as well. Temperatures get down into the 60s overnight and we start off dry Wednesday and that is how we will continue our day on Wednesday as well. Here's your seven day forecast from us here in the Tennessee Valley Weather Center. We are looking at about a 30% chance for showers and storms. for today. Again, mainly wrapping up before 5 PM and then we are dry for the rest of the week. Going to be feeling nice and relatively mild for Wednesday and Thursday with temperatures in the lower 80s, then back to the mid 80s on Friday and back to the 90s by Sunday.
0: To provide quality, affordable music education and performance opportunities for musicians that will enhance the cultural life of the community. That is the mission, that is the goal of the Dow Street Community Music School. Now, just opened what, six months? Yes, Mm -hmm. six months. ago. Six months. And to tell us what you can expect, what you can learn here at this music school. We have Andrea Dawson. She's professor of music at MTSU. And then we have Jill Austin, a professor of management at MTSU and volunteer here at the Dow Street Music School. First off, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you for being here. What a beautiful setting that you have. Thank you. I bet you're so proud. It's been a lot of work, but it's been worth it. Now correct
3: me, uh, Andrea, you're the founder of the music school, is that Yeah, I mean, we kind of founded it together, but I guess we're calling me the founder, right?
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) How, where did this
3: idea, how did it spark? Um, I've been, uh, this is my 17th year teaching at MTSU, and um, you know, a lot of this, I teach mostly college students, but my pre-college students, like a lot of them go to youth orchestras in Nashville, and there's a lot of students that, um, you know, if they want To get that kind of instruction, they go to Nashville. Well, um, a lot of kids can't do that or can't afford to do that. And so um, it's just been kind of clear that we need something like this in town close by.
0: And so this idea got off the ground. You've been Mm -hmm. here for six months, and you've been renovating during that time. Mm -hmm. And talk about this building used to be a dental office, and I know this because I used to come here back in my day at MTSU. Mm -hmm. You guys have really done a number on this to make it comfortable for musicians. Mm
4: -hmm. It looks totally different than it did. Yeah, Uh, We've brightened the walls. We've put in new floors. We've moved some of the walls. Uh, We're sitting in a space that was previously about eight dentist chairs. Uh, And so uh, we've made it a really inviting space. We've worked on the sound so we have good sound in in the space and uh, we're really pleased with the renovation.
0: What about, what are the classes? So, I mean, obviously you see the grand piano behind me. Mm -hmm. So of course, you know, uh, classes and that, but what else? We do um, uh, mostly private lessons
3: for uh, like one-on-one lessons for violin, viola, cello. We um, have a bass teacher as well. We do piano, voice, flute. Guitar. Guitar. What am I missing? Bassoon. Bassoon. Uh, We have a clarinet teacher,
4: if anybody wants to take clarinet. And we do some uh, classes, small Mm -hmm. classes. We're doing a a beginner violin class this fall, and we're also doing a voice class for children this Mm -hmm. fall. And um, in this space, we have uh, a lot of uh, performances. So
3: I've, done, um, I've had some of my students perform, sorry, perform in here. And um, also, uh, you know, eventually our students that take lessons here
4: will be doing little recitals here. Have you been surprised with kind of the reception mm-hmm. from the community? We, we started with 30 students in March. We had a 10-week term. And then we had some summer camps, and then this fall we have about 100 students. So we're really, really pleased with the growth, and we're looking forward to continuing to grow. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
3: And we also mm-hmm. offer scholarships for people that need them, and um, those kids have just been so, um, I think, excited to have this opportunity mm-hmm. to have access mm-hmm. to lessons. And mm-hmm.
4: One of the most fun things for me is when the little children come out of their lessons, they're so excited. And you can just see the joy on their face. And- <laughs> The teachers are so good with them, and it's just fun to watch.
0: Being educators, you know, at MTSU, were you surprised that something like this didn't already exist in a town, in a city of this size?
3: Yeah, there is um, music instruction in town, but nothing, you know, with a performance space Mm -hmm. and everything, and so, Um, Yeah, I I have been kind of surprised. My students at MTSU uh, take pedagogy classes to learn how to be good teachers and um, they don't really have a space to teach. So here we can um, let them have uh, some students and they're growing and the students are growing and it's a good opportunity for everybody.
4: We're hoping also eventually to have more string programs in the school system, there aren't too many right now.
3: Yeah, currently in this, um, in Rutherford County, we have Central Magnet. And there's Smyrna High and Thurman Francis in Smyrna, um, and then Wood the Web School, and those are like the only string programs. So it'd be nice if we had more of them. How, what does it take to develop that? Like, where do you, I mean, how does that work? Well, um, we need a lot of kids to take string instruments and then their parents have to go to the principals (laughs) and say, where are our orchestras?
0: (laughs) (laughs) If someone would like to take those classes and parents
4: Mm -hmm. want information, how do they reach out to you to get what they need? Uh, There's several ways. Probably going to our website Mm -hmm. is best. Our phone number is there. Uh, You can email us at info at dowstreetmusic.org. You can go to our Facebook page or Instagram and get some information there as well. Mm -hmm. Something like this just doesn't come about overnight,
0: you know, and it takes a lot. You guys have put so much into it. Mm -hmm. What is that feeling for you now? Like we're sitting here and we're talking, you kind of reflect on, you know, the growth from 30 to 100 students. Mm -hmm. What does that feel like for you, ladies? I've I've told people it feels a little bit like
3: having a baby because it's like really exciting and wonderful and stressful and all-consuming. <laughs> but it, it is a really beautiful thing. And we've had help from a lot of people. Our contractor was amazing, did a wonderful job on this building. And so many people that helped us along the way that we couldn't have
4: gotten here without them. And one of the interesting things is that practically everyone who's helped us has some connection to music. They have a family member who teaches music, they play music, you know, there's some, there's a music connection with almost everyone who's helped us with this. Ah, oh, that so is cool. That is mm-hmm. wonderful. You have so many people behind you that want to see this school
0: succeed and what you guys do. You know, it's, it's incredible. Thank you so much. And some of the video and pictures that you've seen, that is from their Facebook page, the Dow Street Community Music School. So you can go there and look at pictures and see videos for yourself before, you know, reaching out to find out more. Is there anything that I haven't asked you ladies that you would love to share?
4: Uh, one one thing uh, that's coming up is uh, we're going to be part of the STEAM Festival that the Discovery Center does. Oh, that's fantastic. And we have a program on the 22nd, a Sunday afternoon, mm-hmm. and we'll welcome everyone to come if they'd like to visit with us that day and bring yeah. their kids. And mm-hmm. we have some fun activities going on. Uh, I'm wondering, that's September 22nd? It's October, mm-hmm. 22nd. October 22nd.
0: October 22nd. Mark that down and they can come right here mm-hmm. to the music school for that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And what is the address here? 1272 Dow Street in Murfreesboro. Fantastic, and you're noticing that at the bottom of your screen right now. So jot that in, stop by on October 22nd, and learn a little bit more about the Dow Street Community Music School now here in Murfreesboro. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. Andrea Dawson and Jill Austin, thank you both so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Anytime. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more right after this.
5: There's a lot to consider when it comes to choosing a Medicare plan. That's where Health Markets Insurance Agency can help. Independent licensed insurance agents who work with health markets can answer your questions about the different parts of Medicare, when you can enroll, benefits, costs, and more. Speak to a local licensed insurance agent today to get started on your Medicare journey.
1: Out. They have a dragon here. I saw it. Get out of here. here. Come on,
2: I'll show you. Wait oh. up. Whoa! I told you so. That is a dragon.
0: Welcome back. It is time now for our Tennessee Traveler segment with our favorite, one of our favorite people, Tom Atkinson. And today he is taking us to Lodge Museum of Cast Iron, which blows my mind that there's a museum for cast iron skillets. But, Tom, tell us all about it and what's in store when we stop in.
1: Lodge Cast Iron cookware is known around the world and maybe not that well known to some of your viewers it's just down the road from us in south pittsburgh tennessee almost all the way to chattanooga okay and they make some of the best cast iron cookware anywhere it is distributed in 50 countries sold in 70 countries and it comes out of a little town of thirty-one hundred people in tennessee
0: that blows my mind real quick though on the outside this is the outside of the museum they have like iron, cast iron, um, uh, uh statues. Oh, statues, yes,
1: yeah, uh, bu- built out of things that they've made, uh, grills and pieces of uh, other stuff, cookware, and they're really right good statues.
0: I love it, there's a little dog there and everything. Yeah. So, yeah. What, all, what all is inside the museum? Do they go through the history of the lodge yeah. cast iron?
1: Well it's three parts in this in that building okay there is certainly retail sales then there's the museum and then there is a big bad breakfast and for people who know southern cooking and know know john Currents from oxford mississippi he's a great southern chef uh he has a, a group of restaurants called big bad breakfast and there's one of them that's part of that complex the museum tells you how cast iron cookware is made and tells you the history of the Lodge company. And it's to me, it was an intriguing story. Uh, A guy named Joseph Lodge was born in Pennsylvania right before the Civil War. After the war, he wandered all over the place, all over the Midwest. He circumnavigated South America. He lived in Cuba for a while. He was an engineer and a mechanic. And in 1876 ended up in south pittsburgh tennessee a place that had a a fledgling uh steel production company uh, owned by a bunch of british people which was common in the southern appalachians in the post-war period and after he was there for a few years his brother joined them and they started their own company And here it is, five generations later, and large cast iron is a worldwide
4: product.
0: Wow! You know, it always makes me think. Like, if I knew then what I know now, or if they, you know, understood where their cast irons would go. I mean, could you imagine?
1: the The story that the museum tells of how each successive generation uh, figured things out, improved the the process. Um, One of the biggest things they did. Was figured that they could season a cast iron skillet, or a cornbread muffin uh, tin, or a uh, or a Dutch oven at the factory, and therefore, when when you Stephanie buy a new skillet, you don't have to season it at home. And for, if you don't know about seasoning cast iron, it's an ordeal. So if somebody's going to do it for you, you're happy.
0: Oh, a hundred percent. Well, I think it took, I mean, again, it takes generations. Cause again, my cast iron, I got, I believe it belonged to my great, great grandmother. I mean, I, it's been in my family for a long
1: time. And you'd better pass it along because uh, <laughs> it, it, cast iron lasts forever.
6: So, <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> But the, mu- the museum is cool. The explanation of how things are made, the history of the lodge family is great. Hmm. And I you don't know, It's a good stop off of I-24. It's only about two miles south of the interstate at exit 152. Uh Um, The museum is not very old, less than a year. They've had a store there for a long time. But the museum itself is top notch quality.
0: Well, I can't wait to stop in. And I think this is a great photo op right here. But there is also an extremely large cast iron skillet on the inside because I saw your picture with this the skillet
1: they have the world's biggest cast iron skillet
0: (laughs) of course they
1: do it it weighs seven tons it's 12 feet in diameter and somebody at lodge cast iron figured out that yeah if you could get it under a uh, get a heat element underneath it somehow you could fry 650 eggs all at once
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh i love it well again this wonderful museum that you can check out that's just Uh, right near Chattanooga. Tom, thank you so much for sharing this with us again. Lodge Museum of Cast Iron. We appreciate it, sir.
1: You're very welcome. Y'all keep traveling.
0: We will do it. Thank you, Tom. And thank you guys for sticking with us. But don't go anywhere. We have more coming up right after this.
1: A tribute to Ronnie Millsap The final Nashville show October 3rd at Bridgestone Arena A tribute to Ronnie Millsap Featuring performances by Kelly Clarkson, Little Big Town Parker McCollum, Scotty McCreary Justin Moore, Tracy Lawrence And more than 30 guest artists Tickets on sale now At Ticketmaster A tribute to Ronnie Millsap The final Nashville show One night only October 3rd, Bridgestone Arena Produced by Outback Presents You can't see the sights without the sounds. From the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd and everything in between, discover what Hit City has to offer. Spend your nights cheering on the Nashville Sounds at First Horizon Park with giveaways, fireworks shows, theme weekends, and more. Single game tickets are on sale now. Visit nashvillesounds.com to claim your seat today. They said I wouldn't make it without a college degree.
0: They they said only a man could be a roofing executive.
1: They said a former
4: addict always
1: relapses. They said my amputation would keep me out of roofing.
2: They said never give an ex-convict a second chance. They said I
1: could never be
5: a leader. They said I couldn't support my family as a single mom.
2: At Rackley,
1: we say they're wrong.
5: Want to change the world? Change it. One
0: roof at a time. Welcome back. This morning we're talking about how you're being given a voice to really participate in what's happening, what is happening with the transit system in the Nashville Davidson County area. To enlighten us a little bit more on this and of course to share the next forum coming up which is tonight. We have President and CEO of Transit Alliance of Middle Tennessee, Jessica Dolphin with us. Jessica, first off, thank you for your time.
5: Thank you for having me. This is exciting.
0: Oh, it is exciting. These forums are exciting. You've had eleven so far, so people can kind of share their thoughts on the transit system there in the Nashville Davidson County area. The next forum is tonight. Is that correct?
5: That's right. Tonight at the Islamic Center of Nashville. Mm
0: -hmm. And what? how, How does this forum work? Like, how do people? How are people able to come in and give their thoughts on the transit system?
5: Okay, yeah, so we uh, promote the event for weeks, and we ask people to register, RSVP, so we kind of expect how many to be there, we provide some refreshments, drinks, snacks, uh, come in, Uh, we basically ask questions and do small group work, so people are at tables, and we say, hey, together, let's brainstorm on these questions, what are the mobility challenges you're facing right now, and we share that out, then we move on. What are solutions you see as critical to moving Nashville forward? And we work on that as a small group at these tables, and then we report those out. And then lastly, we give uh, the participants some money in terms of tickets to essentially be the ones funding the infrastructure buckets. So along the front of the room, we'll lay out 13 buckets and give folks $5 (laughs) in order to fund um
0: the infrastructure uh, they would prioritize fantastic so what is the biggest issue that you're seeing right now what are you hearing from people when it comes to mo- uh, moving through the nashville Davidson county area
5: mostly i am seeing three or four things buy for the top spot up there one of those is safety pedestrian and bicyclist access folks are really concerned about being able to access transit and safely um, by either walking there or biking there. Secondly, I'm seeing a lot of responses about regional access and regional transit. What are we doing about that? Um, So that's a big concern for folks. Another one is transit-oriented development or ways that we can pull together uh, housing and affordable housing and preserve affordable housing and connect that more intimately with uh, mass transit so that folks could potentially live in Nashville without having to purchase a car. So those are some, those are the three aspects that I, I keep seeing kind of by and in, in, uh, for top, top billing right now.
0: So as you're as you're hearing these concerns, these problems, where are you taking what people are saying? How are you using that and how are you able to, I guess, find the solution? And actually, they, people can start or leaders can start implementing solutions for uh, residents. Very good question.
5: So right now, this is all community engagement and listening. We are trying to get the pulse of the community. Um, Right now, as you know, Nashville is in the middle of a mayoral election runoff. So once our, and our council has been uh, mostly seated, we are in a council runoff as well. So once the runoffs are over, uh, we will be giving our presentation to leadership Um, later this year in hopes that we can start this conversation about investing in transit and mobility infrastructure um, from the community
0: perspective in a meaningful way. If we can't make it to these meetings, how can we give you our input?
5: Yeah, so if you go onto our website, transitalliance.org, you can find a link to the digital survey. There is a digital survey component that we work very hard to essentially align it to what's happening during the in-person meetings. Um, so we are getting a lot of great feedback on the digital survey as well. We're very proud of it. It is, we are gathering lots of steam from that and we've got over 470 responses uh, from the digital survey.
0: I love that, you know, so many times, like, you know, just as just your average resident in a community, you're like, no one's listening to me. No one can hear, you know, no one understands my problem. There's no one to listen. I love that you're giving people that platform to share with you kind of their obstacles, their troubles that they're having when it comes to, you know, traveling through.
5: Absolutely. We want people in the communities and residents of Nashville to understand that they are the truest stakeholder in our mobility infrastructure there ever could be. So they need to have a voice in what comes next, because building transit and mobility infrastructure will impact our communities and neighborhoods for
0: generations. 100%. Mm-hmm. Two final questions for you. First off, uh, the organization that you have, the nonprofit that you had, how did that get formed?
5: It started actually in late t- 2009. Yeah, so it was, it, it kind of began from a group of leaders, elected leaders and business leaders visited Denver, Colorado in early 2009. And they visited with Colorado and Denver and, and saw what they were doing in terms of transit and how it was working to build their economy and um, support their economy. And, and they brought it back and they thought, oh, gee, Nashville's headed to some you know, growth, we see that on the horizon, we should really be thinking about transit and mobility infrastructure. Um, Denver had a transit alliance and a regional mayor's caucus to help build that support for their uh, transit and funding their transit there. And so leadership brought that back here. They, They started both the transit alliance and the regional mayor's caucus. And both of those things are still working today to support regional uh, funding for transit.
0: Fantastic, so this next meeting happening tonight, can you give the time and address once more? Yes,
5: 5.30 at the Islamic Center of Nashville. It's on Charlotte Pike. I'm sorry, I don't need the address.
0: No, that is okay. Can we uh, get on Transit Alliance of Middle Tennessee to follow the forms that will be coming up and any other information that you're putting out?
5: Yes, we are are still, scheduling these meetings. I don't think they're going to stop anytime soon because my goal is to get in front of as many residents as possible, right? I want this to be a really great uh, um, presentation for the leaders of of Nashville. So we will have more meetings coming up. I'm currently talking with other organizations to host those, so stay tuned. Visit thetransitaliance.org for more information or check us out on our social media sites at T Alliance, mid 10 for Facebook and X, formerly known as Twitter, or at Transit Alliance, mid 10 on Instagram.
0: Jessica Dolphin, president and CEO of Transit Alliance in Middle Tennessee. Thank you so much for your time and for sharing the information about tonight's meeting and what you're trying to accomplish. Thank you so much. Thank Thank you. Stick with us here on Mornings on Main Street. We have more coming up right after this. Tired of hanging lights every year? We get it.
6: Did you know that up to 80% of us will experience back or neck pain during our lifetime? Many of you are offered surgery or addictive pain pills to relieve your chronic pain. At the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief, we've been leading the way to better health naturally and have helped tens of thousands of people right here in Middle Tennessee for the past 30 years.
1: I came to Dr. Gill about 10 years ago after my local doctors recommended surgery. I knew about Dr. Gill and wanted to see if he could help me. 10 years later, I am pain-free, no surgery, and no pain pills.
6: Surgery is scary, and over 40% of all back surgeries fail, creating a cycle of surgery and pills. There is a safer solution to your chronic pain. Make the call to the Dr. Gill Center for Back Neck Chronic Pain Relief today and get your life back. This office visit is normally $299, but call today and receive your initial consultation report of finding for just $49. But hurry, this offer won't last long. Call 615-768-8743. That's 615-768-8743.
0: Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. I would like to say a big thanks to all of those who continue to give me their time to share their information and their stories with us here at Mornings on Main Street. And of course, thank you for joining us when our shows go up. We hope you have a fantastic rest of the afternoon, and we look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow.